Welcome to Crime Shots. This is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we are sisters. We love podcasts. We love all things crime, no matter what it is. It's like watching a scary movie in a way. Yes. <laughs> uh, we are from Texas, but we do not have a translator. <laughs> so if you're needing something translated, just reach out. We'll try to explain it to the best of our ability. Does that pretty much wrap it up, Nikki? That sounds <laughs> about right. <laughs> Sweet. So, we are reviewing a case out of Lufkin, Texas. It started as an apartment fire. Firefighters were called, and it's like a raging fire. They have to break in to get the fire put out. So, once they get inside and they start looking around, they discover the body of a woman, and she is tied to a bedpost. It is clear that she had been murdered. Lufkin is in uh, Angelina County, which is like just southeast of Dallas. So like East Texas. Like we both know about East Texas, right? Yes, we do. So, <laughs> um, so once the fire department made their discovery, they immediately contacted the police department. The person that was put in charge of the case was Lieutenant David Young, who at the time of the murder he had been in the in the department for 17 years already when he began so he was a veteran. right he he knew what he was doing he he had handled stuff like similar to murder before but this was just beyond anything they had seen before so um they used dental records to identify the victim as megan curl she was a 26 year old woman who had lived in lufkin for about five years so new to the area well Sort of. Megan was born in 1973 in Inserlik Air Force Base in Turkey. Tur- oh, okay. So she's not from the United States. Right. So like an Air Force Base. So her father was a military man. Okay. So the military brat traveled. Okay. Right. Okay. So growing up, um, she was actually diagnosed with a mild learning disability that required her to attend special education classes. So Mm. her mother, Sherry, says that she actually had a really rough life. Uh Yeah. So said that she was not really accepted by people. She got made fun of a lot. Um, But she was always like really kind in return. No matter how people treated her, she was always kind back. So she was a, a, a very much of a, a people person. It's always the good ones, right? Mm-hmm. So when Megan was in high school, her family moved to Lufkin. She, so she wasn't exactly new to the area by this time. So she, she'd been there a few years. She had the hanging thing. She knew people. Right. So when she was 18, she got married and moved to Arkansas. Oh, that's so young. Yeah. So, but that marriage ended because uh, there it was some sort of an abusive relationship, and the two separated. 
So she ended up moving back to Lufkin to be obviously around her family, but insisted on getting her own apartment naturally. You know, she would be older. She's in her 20s now. She's an adult. So who really wants So how long were they married, her and her first husband? It doesn't say. There's not a lot of information about who he is and their marriage in general. Um, the when I when I read that she was married to an abusive person, I immediately just like that was my first instinct like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let me look into this guy. But right. there's nothing about him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even say like what his first name was. Um he wasn't from Arkansas, but they moved to Arkansas and it was just it was very like hush hush about who her okay. husband was. So so she moves back to Lufkin, gets her own apartment. On the night of the murder, Megan actually went to a nightclub called the Electric Cowboy, which I looked up and it's basically like a two-step bar. Okay. All right. right. Okay, so we've both been to a two-step bar. It's like mm-hmm. you know, just we're in Texas, so yes, we have. Well, they're everywhere. <laughs> so, um but it's a very low-key place like there's not a website on it. It's not it's one of those, like, if you're a local, you know it's there. Gotcha. Okay. So, according to Lieutenant Young, Megan was seen talking to a man at the bar. The man bought her a few drinks, but no one at the club knew who he was. No one reported ever seeing him there before, and no one had seen him there since. Mm-hmm. But they have record that she was obviously talking to this guy. Okay. So at some point after that, she was asked to leave. But like the cl- someone at the club asked her to leave the right. club. Right. But there okay. is no details on why. There's- so she at, okay. So she's at the Electric Cowboy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's talking to a guy at the bar. Right. He buys her some drinks, mm-hmm. they talk. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she is asked to leave the bar. Right. So when I okay. look into this further to find out why, apparently she was well known for trying to entertain people. Oh. Um, so everybody at the club knew who she was. Okay. She, you know, she's she not her first time. She likes some attention. Okay. Right. Okay. So they, she leaves and decides to go to another club called the Sports Shack, which is just a little ways down the road. So there's conflicting stories because Lieutenant Young says that she just went to the other club. But more detailed descriptions of what happened that didn't come from Lieutenant Young say that she actually rode with the man that she was having drinks with from the Electric Cowboy to the Sports Shack. Okay. So he drove her to the other bar. Right. So, um, either way, she ended up at the sports shack. This is also a very small bar type of club. Um, it's actually smaller than the Electric Cowboy. So okay. she was seen talking to several people there alone. She wasn't Not with, with the guy. Right. So okay. she's just talking to some people. She danced a little bit, all that kind of stuff. She actually ended up getting a ride home from from an employee that worked at the sports shack. Not the guy she went there with. Right. Okay. So she got home about 1.30 in the morning. Okay. There was a close friend of hers that lived in the same apartment complex and had been waiting for her to get home because they had talked about her going out and stuff. And so she was just kind of waiting to, like, 
hear the details of, you know, her evening out. Okay. Um, they were standing outside of their apartment talking and, like, heard this car speed up, like, super fast and just came to, like, this dead stop. So, I'm going to read you the exact quote from the friend and that way you can make of it what you want. <clears throat> she says, quote, well, we were standing out there talking, and all of a sudden, there's a guy in his car, and he was speeding really fast, and he just did a dead stop. I went back into the apartment, and then when I went back out, the car was still there, but neither one of them was there. They were gone. Okay, so somebody comes up in a car, mm-hmm. quickly, mm-hmm. stops. They are outside the apartment talking. Right. So, does she go down to the car? So, I think based off of what she's saying is that Megan was like, oh, I know that person. Okay, so So, she said, I know him. Right, so she goes down to talk, and then the friend goes back into her apartment. Okay. Assuming Megan knows the person and she's chatting with them. Mm -hmm. So, then the friend begins to get concerned. She goes outside, and... They're not there. That's what she's saying. So I went back outside and neither one of them were there. The car was still there, though. The car was there, but they were not in the car and she doesn't see them. Right. So she goes up to Megan's apartment to check on her. Megan answers the door. She opens the door. She sees the man, her friend, sees the man with Megan that had been seen at the bar. Okay. Um, So she's talking to Megan and she says you know, are you okay? Is everything good? And her friend's like, yeah. Megan's like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I know him. Blah, blah, blah. She says she was fine. They're never really fine, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> they're not fine. They're <laughs> so not So she fine. brings the guy that she But she didn't bring him know. home. No. She returned home because she-, she got a ride from a friend at the other bar. You're right. So I wonder either she told him where she lived Mm -hmm. and where and to come meet her or he followed her. Mm -hmm. Well, investigators believe that she may have been wearing a nightgown based on the remnants found on the body. Mm -hmm. However, they interviewed several men from her past Mm -hmm. and they all concluded that she would have never worn her nightgown to sleep. She was a shorts and t-shirt kind of sleeper. Oh, totally makes not... sense, right? Yes. Like, if, if I'm ever found in a nightgown, I did not exactly. put that on. Exactly. If you find me in a nightgown, <laughs> There's no is way I put a I... nightgown on. Like, our mother? I... Absolutely. <laughs> That's totally believable. But me, yes. no. There's no way I'm in a no. nightgown. And no. if I don't have my socks on, someone took them. <laughs> I always have socks on. Um, so they said, however, if she was romantically involved with someone, a negligee or a nightgown may have been worn. So here Hmm. they begin to think that maybe she was having some type of relation with whoever was in her apartment. So Lieutenant Young says, whoever came up. Okay. Exactly. So Lieutenant Young says, quote, we feel because of that, she knew this person and was preparing for an intimate evening with him. So, so what, what they say preparing mm-hmm. for an intimate evening. Mm-hmm. Is that to say, I mean, obviously the fire was bad and right. she was probably... So they're not going to be able to get DNA. So not, they don't... Not necessarily. 
Not necessarily. Okay. This is just the conclusions that they're drawing based off of what they can see. Okay. So this, all of this information immediately registers with Megan's mother. She, she believes that Megan knew whoever, who, who, whoever assaulted her. Um, she said that she would have never gotten a car with a person that she didn't know. And there was no forced entry in the apartment. Well, we know that because the neighbor saw her with the guy in the apartment. Right. Well, saw her just with a guy. That doesn't necessarily mean he's the guy. True. This is true. Her body was found tied to a bed with pantyhose and a belt. Um, she had been gagged and tortured. Her throat had been cut twice, almost to the bone. And oh a trash bag and pillow had been placed over her head. They believe her bed was then set on fire um, and her body was charred. And investigators say they don't know the cause of the fire. They found no evidence of gas or any starter. Really? That's odd. Mm-hmm. I would think they'd find something. A match, a lighter. A... Mm-hmm. They find nothing. But... I guess depending on how bad it was burned. Well, based maybe. off of the um, fire report, the the blaze was oh, it was bad. They're actually surprised that there's anything left inside the apartment at all. It was horrible. So that's why they made sure to note that they found no evidence of like any type of starter fluid, gas, or anything like that. Okay. okay. Investigators questioned several men with whom Megan was known to have relationships with. Also, just to note, I really hate how they talk about this all the time. In every report, they talk about all of the men she had relationships with in the past and all this kind of stuff, and I just feel like... I just don't like the way they word it. They, they talk about that. <laughs> if it was a man, they would. I don't think that they would talk about yeah, it like that. That mm-hmm. I don't think they would at all. <laughs> um, Megan's ex-boyfriend... Um, was a man that they questioned. His name was Tim Purvis. Had just recently gotten out of prison. Um, She had a lot of issues with him. And investigators looked into him but didn't really get anywhere with it. Like he had an alibi and investigators had no physical evidence to put him at the scene at all. So um, several years... So questions. Yes. How long ago... How long was it when he got out of prison that she was murdered? A week. One week. Yeah, he had just gotten out a week prior. What was he in prison for? He was in prison for credit card fraud and theft, things like that. I do, it does say that sh- that when they were together that they had a lot of issues, um, that they argued a lot, there was a lot of fighting, it never mentions any anything about abuse or, like, assault or anything like that. It just says that they did not get along really well. I feel okay. like her family is very, very private. So there was a lot of stuff that was not released to the public. Also, during an investigation, they, you know, obviously they keep a lot of things private that that would only help the case if somebody knew it. Right. You know, so they they usually try to wait and see who can give them that information. Right. So, several years pass. Um, and 
several different people confess to the murder. They they confess to her. Now this happens a lot. I've heard this. It does. Where a lot that people will confess to a murder they did not commit. I don't understand it, but exactly. apparently there's science behind it. Right. Well, they're trying to get attention. The majority of the people that were trying to confess to this murder were locked up at the time. <laughs> locked up at the time, after, before. There's no <laughs> way possible they could have been involved. Okay. Um, so obviously none of those pan out. Um, investigators questioned several people over and over again. Each were able to account for their whereabouts on the night of the murder. Um, the identi- the unidentified man from the club in her apartment obviously becomes the prime suspect. They well, don't know who he is. The last person that was seen with her as well. So Right. So as of today, the case is still open. They've never found the man that investigators believe to have been in the club and in her apartment the night of the murder. So, do they have, do they do a sketch artist where, like, having the neighbor do a sketch of him or yes. anything so, like that? Yes, so they did do a sketch of his face. He's a white male with blonde hair and he's got a very, very light mustache. He's described to have like a baby face with glasses. I wish you could see this picture because he looks older, but I can definitely see where they would think that he has a baby face because you it okay. almost looks like his mustache is peach fuzz, like a very um, young person, right. right? And then he's got like a little bit of a longer hairstyle not long like to his shoulders but like definitely at least to the bottom of his ears so So they did do a sketch they they released that and they don't have any right so upon looking at this there's also another man investigators are looking for he's not a suspect but they believe he may have clues He's also a white male with dirty blonde hair. He's got a full mustache and chin hair. He looks more, he looks more like, like a cowboy. Like he's got the short hair. He's got, um, super bushy eyebrows, like really round eyes. He actually looks younger than the other guy, but somehow more aged. Hmm if that makes any sense. And so why are they wanting to talk to this guy if he's it not a suspect? It doesn't say. I assume they have him on surveillance either at the club or at the apartment and may have seen the two of them together. And so they're looking for him to ask him questions. Right. They, they believe he may have clues is what they're saying. And they haven't been able to find him either? Right. Hmm. Um, so I was looking to see if there were any more recent updates on the case. And I was able to find an article from 2005 on KTRE in Hudson, Texas, which is just a town over from Lufkin. It's just west of Lufkin. So the article reads, quote, a potential suspect in the murder of a Lufkin woman has died after apparently falling off a water tower in Hudson. Mm. That suspect is tim purvis oh her ex-boyfriend he falls off of a water tower so here's the strange part witnesses say he fell off the water tower refused medical treatment and was taken to his home where he later died in his sleep that sounds like maybe it wasn't an accident so this happened 
in 2005, which one year earlier, Megan's case was featured on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. (gasps) So it was just a year later. My money's on purpose. So investigators say that they have no advancement right as of right now but they are hoping um due to uh new forensic testing that they may be able to one day determine who killed megan Um, but they cannot confirm or deny that anyone living or dead had anything to do with it so it just goes unsolved right so they're asking that anyone with any information on the sketches or anything that any information that they have about the club that night or the apartment complex to contact the Lufkin Police Department. Oh, it just seems like there's no, I'm, I I have to, obviously, you know, with the guy falling from the water tower, it just sounds like that was on purpose. Right. And it really makes me question him. It right. Really does. And, I mean, and I think that's what a lot of people think that's why they ended up releasing the news report saying that a potential suspect was killed and i mean he had been released from prison just a week before does he so did he look like the sketch i don't think so but i don't think he looks like the sketch at all but like i said the man that she met in the bar may not have anything to do with it obviously the man that she met in the bar was not tim because investigators would have known it was tim because they talked to him they spoke to him right and he had an alibi for the night of the murder so i mean as a huge podcast junkie i there's a thousand different scenarios that go through my head like could tim have done have done something to her could he have hired somebody to do something to her could it just be a random person that met her at a bar? There, I mean, they just don't know. There's no telling. Could right. the person that came into her apartment and she told her neighbor she was fine and she left, could that guy have left and then someone else totally different came in? Right, exactly. I mean, could, could she have actually had relations with that man and then another one who was jealous about that come in afterwards? And you see what I'm saying? Right. So, um, Lieutenant World Young. For the story, do not bring <laughs> men home that you don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, really, like, know who their entire, get their name, social security number, <laughs> copy of their driver's license. Yes. <laughs> and give their keys to your friend. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Lieutenant Young recently retired from the police department and upon his retirement he did make the comment that they do believe they may know who the murderer is however there's not enough evidence to do anything about it yet so they know they know that's what i think too like every time they say something like that i'm like oh yeah you totally know who did this they know (laughs) you know what happened (laughs) know who did it Right. And they can't do anything because of the, the justice system, the way that it works. They can take them to court, but if they don't have enough evidence, they're going to get away. Right. And it just costs everybody, taxpayers, money, and they don't do it. But it is so sad mm-hmm. because you can know in your gut and you just can't do anything about it. Right. And they, I mean, they do have evidence that they are storing just in case the technology comes available for them to be able to test it or do whatever it is that they need to do to it. 
Um, so that may just be what they're waiting for so that they can have a clear-cut case to be able to go after somebody. Ooh, hopefully that technology comes out soon. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so fascinated by new technology. <laughs> oh, and what all, all the cases it's going to solve, just like DNA. I mean, when that came out, that was... Gosh, that's exactly. And that's another thing that we're going to cover on several more episodes on cold cases that are able to advance due to uh, new technology. Yes. I love it. Exciting. (laughs) All right. Episode down. Crime shots. Yep. So if you like us, please like and subscribe. Give us a review. They say that it helps us if you give us a review. Nikki knows I love reviews. (laughs) do what you do do what you do until next time thanks for listening and we look forward to another episode of crime shots